Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. On this episode, we have Dave Sicantelli with Associated Living Locators. Assistant Living Locators is a free referral service. Dave is a professional elder care advisor providing personal assistance in locating right options for your elderly loved one. Let's meet Dave. Welcome to Local First Podcast, Dave Sicantelli with Assistant Living Locators. How are you doing today, Dave? Great. Thank you for having me, Rob. Oh, Great to be one, here. Wonderful. Wonderful. So before we get into what you do with assisted living locators. Uh, let's get to know a little bit more about you. So um, tell me your backstory. Where'd you grow up? What do you enjoy doing in your spare time? Sure. Um, well, I actually grew up not far from where we're located here. I grew up in Wauwatosa. And um, over the years since then, my family is kind of, we've all kind of moved on and moved out, including my, um, well, my mother passed away when I was young. My dad remarried. And then he he ended up moving out uh, further west into Waukesha County. Um, but in a way, I guess you could say we've kind of come full circle because my dad is, <laughs> he's now a resident Lutheran home on 76 and North. Just up the block here, right? Right, which was always, which was there for as long as I can remember growing up and it's still there. Um, but uh, that's where I grew up. Um, I moonlight on the weekends. I think I told you this. I moonlight on the weekends as a musician. Uh allows me to get into just enough trouble to have fun. And um, I also spent a number of years working in IT. Um, am I allowed to say the company? Sure, go for it. <laughs> okay, wasn't sure. I worked for Fiserv, which I think most people around here are familiar with now since they their name's going to be up in that big new arena. They got downtown. the na- naming rights, right? Yep. They do. Also, let me take a step back here. What type of music do you play? Oh, pretty much anything anyone wants to hear. It's it, most of it is is contemporary and classic rock with some okay. country thrown in, and a little bit of Frank Sinatra once in a while. That's nice. And you sing the Frank Sinatra too? Yeah, I try. Uh, no one can I, sing like Frank. Though. No one can. We might have to get a, a sample here towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell me about what you do at Assisted Living Locators. Sure. Um, basically everything. Um, being in the first year, I'm kind of wearing all hats and every, every day is a different day. Sometimes every hour is a different hour. Uh, I'm doing the business developments, bookkeeping, social media, working the phones, um, and working in the business with, with clients and, and working on getting them, uh, getting them situated where they need to be. And what is, what is assisting living locators? I know that you just explained what you do in the sure. business, but what is it, what do they do for yeah. individuals? Yeah. It's an elder care, uh, replacement, uh, elder care referral placement service. Okay. Uh, it's no cost to the families. Um, I am paid by the, uh, communities that they get placed in. Okay. And what has been some of your biggest challenges with this new, uh, startup? Well, I think probably the best way to kind of sum that up is I'm in the first year. And as, as someone who has been down this road before yourself, anyone else who's an entrepreneur understands what that means. You know, the challenge is uh, learning the industry, um, getting your name out there, and not only just getting the name out there, but keeping it out there. I think that's actually a bigger challenge because uh, oftentimes I'll meet um uh, people who work in the industry, people who, you know, I might be able to want to uh, form a partnership with 
and they're they're certainly friendly and receptive to the idea, but then you have to kind of stay on them to, you know, so you're staying on their radar, so to speak. Okay, so if you could go back in the beginning of that one year, or what advice would you give yourself? I mean, what different things would you do differently, or do you see that you might do differently? Yeah, um, I I think just just be patient and and persist and understand that every mistake is a learning opportunity. We're all going to make them. Um, and as someone once told me, they said, it's, it's rare that you can make a mistake that's going to be fatal. Just know that success depends on all this persistence and, and believing that you can do it. That's so true. Persistence is, is the key. I got that written down on my whiteboard in the, my home office. Persistence and consistency. Yep. Just got to stick with it. And you know, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, yep. yeah, this all started as a, an idea on a porch 15 years ago, drinking beer. Yep. <laughs> I remember you told me that story. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, as, as, as an expert in your field, I mean, what are like three to five things that someone needs to know or why they should reach out to for your services? Sure. Um, well, right up front, the first word that, uh, something I mentioned earlier is that word free. Um, it doesn't cost the family. There is no charge to the family of an elderly, uh, loved one who needs placement. Um, my service is free to them. Secondly, I'm a boots on the ground, live body. Uh, there's a number of other uh, competitors in my industry, um, who are purely online and they don't have people who you can sit down and talk to. You can, you can talk to them over the phone, but uh, where I differ from them is I, I will sit down and meet with them face to face and uh, I will take them out on the tours when, when they're ready to tour. Um, I follow up afterwards. Basically I consider myself a, a consultant to the family. I'm, I'm with them from start to finish and by finish, I mean, after placement as well. My, my, my end, my job doesn't end after the, the, uh, loved one has moved into their, their community because, uh, very oftentimes there's follow-up. If I can, I try to help them with the move. So it's, it's very much, a you know, a, a start to finish type of thing, but who knows where that finish is. It goes well beyond when they move in. And besides the people that you're looking to help um, with these services, what type of people are you looking to connect with, um, to network with? Well, ideally, um, in in a perfect world, the the people I would look to connect with would be the case managers and social workers in a hospital setting or perhaps a skilled nursing facility because very oftentimes – uh, the patients in those environments, it's its not uncommon for a lot of uh, elderly patients in those environments to have to move. They, they're at a point where they can't go home. So that's when they need help getting located, getting situated, finding a place that meets their needs, both uh, medically, environmentally, and financially. They, that Those are the people that I need to talk to are the care managers because those people, as I talk to them, are very, very stressed, and they're uh, they've, they've got a million things on their plate. Yes, from my, from my experience, from working with them or talking to them in the past, they deal with a lot of people in, in a lot of different situations. So, yes, that's correct. And the way I I view myself um, is 
I can take the the placement aspect from them so they're freed up to do other things. Okay. So that would again, it would be um, case managers from hospitals, skilled nursing, case management people, yeah. individuals in those types of uh, um, fields to be able to connect with you and to be able to help those people out as well and take some of their work workload off by placing these individuals. Absolutely. But I'm not... I'm not limited to that either. I mean, okay. I, I get plenty of uh, people who just call me out of the blue and say, hey, I I saw your ad or your article in, sure. in Waukesha Patch. You know, can you help me? This is my situation. Uh, I got one this morning like that. So nice. I mean, they, they come from, <laughs> they can come from anywhere too. All right. So let's go back in time, in the time machine. And when you thought, wow, I'm making a difference. Let's hear a story. Sure. Um, I actually helped place a family uh, earlier this year. Uh, and initially the wife, she, she was a little bit skeptical, maybe a bit suspicious. Um, but there was a scenario where her husband uh, had gotten to a point where he could no longer be at home. He was having dementia issues and was wandering off. And he ended up in the hospital. And when the time came to discharge him, they they had very little time to do it because the hospital was basically saying, we don't have a medical reason to keep him. He needs to be, he needs to be out of here. So uh, I was able to work with the family and get him placed within about a day or so. And um, the day we moved him in, he seemed to kind of settle right in. And the, uh, the wife mentioned to me, she said, uh, we consider you a family friend now. Thank you for what you did. And that's when you get something like that, that's when you know you're, you've had a good day. That's something special right yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. It's the feeling you get from knowing you, you really did help someone. Very cool. Very cool. What are some of your daily practices that contribute to your success and happiness? Well, let's see. Whenever possible, I try to, I try to stay physically active. Usually I'll, I'll work out or run in the morning because I think it's a really great way to clear your head put it this way, days when I don't do that, I find I'm a little bit, maybe a step slow in things and uh, maybe a little bit on the grumpy side. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I try to incorporate that as much as possible as into my daily routine. There's also kind of a, without getting too deep into the religious side of things, but there is a spiritual element where uh, it can take any number of forms, but usually it's, I'll take a minute or two just to remind myself how fortunate I am to have what I have and to have the opportunities I've had. And uh, it kind of helps me keep things in focus when, you know, you have a bad day or something and you, it just reminds you that tomorrow is another day. And, you know, in my line of work and, and I'm sure in yours too, you can, you can go from having a miserable day to, to a really good one the next day. You know? Oh, you can. You got to be grateful for what you have right now and, and not worry about what's in the past and what's coming up and being in the present. So I, I do that quite a bit myself is really being just looking around and being grateful for, you know, just like today, being, being able to talk and interview with uh, individuals like yourself. I mean, I, I learned so much. Mm. And, and I think that that's, I'm truly grateful for that as well. Is there any book or quote or resource that has guided you? Yeah, actually there's a couple. Uh, let's see, to answer your question, there, actually there's a quote and it was from Winston Churchill and I'm hoping most everybody knows or remembers who he was. But in the early days of World War II when he was the, the prime minister of Great Britain and things were not going very well for the British uh, against the against the Nazis, one of his quotes was, "When you're going through hell, keep going." 
and uh, it's you know just a way to you know keeps keep up the slog no matter how bad things get. Or another way of phrasing it might be tough times don't last, but tough people do. And uh, I think that's that's very important, especially as an entrepreneur. I'm sure you understand this too. It gets back to what we were talking about before. You can have bad days and you just need to kind of put them in perspective and just keep doing what you're doing and and eventually things things will come back around you know they, they will and if you keep going and keep persisting and keep persisting and keep doing it you never know when you're going to get to that right person or get to that right spot and if you give up it's easy to quit yeah it's very easy to quit and do something else and start all over mm-hmm. but to keep going and get that grind and get that grind going and keep it going on a daily basis yeah. you know that's that what that's what really pays off over the long term and too many people these days think that it's instant gratification, instant gratification. Yeah. You, you flip a switch and ta-da mm-hmm. but if you I don't care if you look you look at the sports athletes uh, entrepreneurs uh, all these guys that have been up there they look like overnight successes mm-hmm. and it's taken them years if not decades to get where they're at yeah lots of mistakes yes and if I could add the, you it. mentioned uh, there was a you asked about a book there was another one that really resonated with, with me and it was uh, the name of the book is When Pride Still Mattered and it's uh was written by David Moranis and it's about Vince Lombardi. And one of the things that Lombardi consistently espoused was getting up after you've been knocked down. I think he said something to the effect and I'm paraphrasing, but he said the real, the real tragedy in life is not being knocked down or being defeated, but not getting up after that's happened because it's happened to all of us, no matter what, what endeavor you're involved in. Yeah, I truly believe that. That That's a really good um, quote or, or what, you're, what you're talking about there because everybody gets knocked down, but it's how you get back up and what mm-hmm. you do with yourself after you get knocked down mm-hmm. that really can define a person in his life and what they're doing. Yeah, character building. That's <laughs> so true. I've been, I've been knocked down plenty of times. Um, what advice would you give someone getting started in your area of, of expertise? I would say meet everybody. Uh, people outside your industry. Um, if, if you have the fire in your belly and your motivations are genuine and you truly believe in what you're doing, just persist and try to broaden your horizons and success will follow. Um, because what the real key nugget in there is that if your mind is open, if you truly love what you're doing and your mind is open, you're going to soak up a lot of different advice and influences and that sort of thing. And that's all going to help you at some point. And the other thing I've, I've found as, as I've been on this journey is it's amazing how many people, when you meet them, they really do want to help. Uh, they want to see you succeed. Uh, a lot of people have been in that same boat, uh, that, that you and I have been in, are in, and they're, they're well aware of what we're going through. And I think that's kind of in a lot of people, that's human nature to want to want to help, to have some small hand in your success, you know? Yeah, that, that is so true. It's like, you know, trying to go out, go out of your way to help someone is, is, is huge. And the one thing that, if I could piggyback off of that, is through this process of creating this podcast and doing one-on-ones and being with a network in groups like Brookfield and Wauwatosa here in the Milwaukee area, is that I appreciate the one-on-ones and others asking me tough questions to make me think about things that I 
may have not thought of before. Mm -hmm. And that over the last year and a half has helped me out so much to, sure. to the point is like, I was like, whoa, I didn't even think about that because mm -hmm. you're so focused on what's in front of you. Yep. You got your blinders on. Got blinders and, on. Yeah. And then someone asks you a question, you're like, I'm like, oh. now I feel like I got to take a step back, take a look around, but it's really, really helped me out. Yeah. I think it has to do with when we go, when we go down this road, we have an idea either, either before we start or somewhere along the line as the, as things come more into focus, you can, you can be susceptible to maybe having a paradigm that you are, uh, this is the way it has to be. And sometimes it can be a challenge to let go of that, but letting go of that can oftentimes work very much in your favor because it opens you up to another possibility that you might not have considered. So true. You know, so true. What is the one thing that's got you most fired up right now about the future? Well, I think there's so much more to learn. Uh, the, the industry is evolving. I, I referred to my father earlier in the broadcast here, he was a physician and one of the, one of the things that is often repeated in that industry is that the learning never stops because medicine is, is science and it's always evolving. And I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that happening in the senior care industry. When we were, when we were kids, very oftentimes the, um, um, there was only one place for grandma or grandpa to go. And that was what was called nursing, nursing homes. Home. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. And uh, those were kind of the catch all generic terms for places that they went when they couldn't, when they needed more care than could be, could be administered at home. Over time, what's, what's happened in the industry is it's gotten more specialized. Uh, you have assisted living, you have memory care, you have respite care, and that's all great. But the flip side of it is that it's, there are more decisions to make for the family. There's more challenges. There's more, oh God, what do we do here? You know? And I think that's, it's great if you know how to manage it. Uh, and if you're someone who is, you know, struggling with this sort of thing, um, it can be overwhelming, but that's where I hope I can help some of these families. Very nice, very nice. So how, do, how does one um, get in contact with you? They can reach me uh, by email at uh, D Sicantelli, and I better spell that out. <laughs> you can spell it out. I'll also put it in the show notes so they don't have to worry oh, about great. that. So uh, all these in here, so is he, by email, where else? D Sicantelli, yes, at by email at assistedlivinglocators.com. Okay. And by phone at 262-933-8107. Okay. And I also have a website, which is waukesha.assistedlivinglocators.com. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So before we do that, we're going to do some rapid fire questions. Okay. So again, you didn't know this was coming. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> unless, you, unless you listen let's to the see show. If you can catch me. See if you can catch me. But before that, you get to ask me one question about anything and I'll do my best to answer. Okay. Knowing everything you know now, what's the one thing you would do differently if you had to start all over again? If I had to start over from the beginning? Imagine going, go back to when you took that first sip of beer on the porch that one oh day. Oh my goodness. Um, Before you'd probably had too much of it. <laughs> would it. If I were to go back knowing what I know now, I would find mentors and people that have been there and done that. Yep. Um, when I look back in, in my youth, you know, my teens and my twenties and so forth like that, um, I 
didn't know how to seek out those types of mentors mm-hmm. to guide me through that. I wasn't mature enough to pick up a book and read it. And so I went into the army. <laughs> That'll mature you real quick, won't it? Yeah, that got me. That got me through the you know the hard times like that. But yeah, so I mean that I mean that really helped me out more than anything because I didn't know what where my life was going at the time. So I just uh, dropped everything and went into the army and came out a, a little bit different on the back end of that. So yeah, surround yourself with people and mentors, even if you have to work for them for free at a young age, mm-hmm. just to learn mm-hmm. and get that knowledge, uh, regardless Absolutely. of what it is. I've done so many different things in so many different industries in, in my time and my work careers and stuff like that. So, you know, that's just the way it is. And I, I enjoyed it because I've learned so much from so many different things in so many different fields. So yeah, yeah. I would say get yourself in front of some good mentors um, and just realize that now there's no excuse. Exactly. Exactly. With, right. with with Google, YouTube, and everything else that's out there, you have no excuse. Which we didn't have back in our 20s. No, no. we had to go to the library. <laughs> who and wants to do that? Yeah, who wants to go to the library and do that? And just like doing college research papers back in it. It was just a pain in the oh, ass. Yeah. So it was I like, those days. So it's so easy to get information right now. You know, even yeah. now, like where I'm going right now, this is uh, August 2018. I turn 50 next month and I love it and I'm mm-hmm. looking so forward to it. So, mm-hmm. and I'd, like you talked about earlier is I'm a lifelong learner. I'll never yeah. stop. Just keep on going, keep on going. Just yeah. never stop. It keeps you sharp. Yeah. And part of this too is I learned so much every time I interview someone and I know I've repeated myself over and over this, but this is my private little university that I get to learn from from you, Dave, and from everybody I talk to on this sure. show, not only to hear about your businesses and services and how um, you're helping people, but your personal stories and how I can relate to those as well. And yeah. that is, that's, that's really, really key. That's fabulous. And thank you for your service, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. So now it's my turn, Dave, to do some rapid fire questions All out right. of uh, Tools of Titan, uh, Tim <laughs> Ferriss. And let's see here. What are we going to start here? What topic would you speak about if you were asked to give a TED Talk, something outside of your expertise? A TED Talk. Okay. I guess seeing as how, I, seeing as how I'm a musician on the weekends, I'd probably find some musical topic to, to run off at the mouth on. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. What do you believe is true, even though you cannot prove it? Um, boy, that's boy, that's a good question. Um, I'm not someone who I'm not someone who wears my my faith on my arm, but I do believe in God. I do believe there is a God. Okay, very good, very good. Here's one. Uh, what is the worst advice you see being dispensed in your world? Just bad advice. Bad advice that's um, being over and over and given. Well, I think in this in this day and age where we everyone wants the instant gratification, it's it's looking for the easy way or the shortcut, and there just aren't any. It does. If you want to be good at something, you have to put the time in and do the grind and and be patient. What is your favorite documentary or movie? Um. Wow, that's a tough one. There is a, there's a series uh, of, it was a BBC um, documentary. It was several, several episodes. I think there were 25 of them called The World at War. And it was, it focused on, um, uh, it was all about World War II, different, different theaters, different aspects of it. For example, there was, there were two that focused on the, the war in Russia. Uh, there was another one that focused on D-Day. There was another one that focused on 
the fall of France in 1940. Um, my minor in college was history and I've always been somewhat of a history buff. So I, I guess that would, that's the first one that comes to mind, but there's so many others that, you know, yeah, have you ever got a chance to go over to Europe? No, I haven't. And that's on my bucket list. That's on your bucket list. I have, um, while I was serving in uh, Germany, I had the opportunity to set up uh, the reenactment of uh, the 82nd Airborne Drop in uh, Elise, France. Oh, sure. If you remember the story behind it where the paratrooper got stuck up on the, the steeple sure. of the church right there, yeah. and we were stationed right in that area, and we got to see the- um, St. Mary Gleese. St. Mary Gleese. Yeah, that's yes. what it was. St. St. Mary Gleese. Mm-hmm. And, and be, be able to see <clears throat> that, and with the reenactment on the 50th anniversary of D-Day, and just to go see- what these soldiers had to climb up these cliffs to get mm-hmm. to, and the pillboxes are still there. Yeah, I've and heard that they are. They're still there, and then all <clears throat> the countryside through there is just pivoted still. It's just, it just makes your, your just goosebumps and like, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's crazy. They dealt with. Yeah. Okay. All right. I digress. All right. Let's wrap this up. Any last request for the audience and any last parting words? I think the biggest advice I would give is. If you suspect that you have uh, an elderly loved one who is getting to that point in life, do not delay that conversation. Um, at least, at least start the conversation. It can be a very difficult one to begin. I actually do have some literature that I'm always happy to share with people okay. um, that can do that because sometimes these placements can take time. Um, you have to look at different different locations. Uh, the communities need to look at your loved one and make sure that they're a fit. And uh, it's not something you want to do under the gun when you're in a hurry, because it's such a, it's such a big decision. You want to take the time to make sure you get it right. And uh, too many times I, I'm approached by families who say, I, I need to do this, you know, in three days, you know, can you help me? You know, and, and this isn't, this is not something you want to condense down to three days. You need to, Time, me, need to take the time to think about it. And it, it's as much an emotional decision as, as it is anything else. And it's something you have to feel comfortable with. And sometimes that that can take a while. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. I, I mean, I appreciate you, what you do and in helping individuals in those situations. Thanks, Dave. I really appreciate you being on Local First Podcast. Make sure you check us out on iTunes. Subscribe there or go to localfirstpodcast.com and check us out there as well. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for having me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find me by searching Local First Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Also head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave some comments. You also have the opportunity to request to have a guest or topic for Local First Podcast. For any of the books or resources talked about on these episodes, head over to localfirstpodcast.com. Click on the resources tab. I also want to thank Exacta Corp for Studio One. Until next time, it's your host, Rob Kohansky.